The makers of Lucky Charms have launched a new contest giving away 10,000 boxes of the cereal that contains only marshmallows. America, we're not even pretending anymore. The Trump Report starts now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, that's right. Where else can you go and get political talk? One week you get Megadeth, the next week you get Milli Vanilli. It's the Trump Report right here at AfterBuzz TV. Welcome to the Trump Report. I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ. At a very special early time for those of you watching live. For the rest of you, it doesn't seem any different than any other episode because I'm joined as always by Chelsea Galicia. Hi there. And joined as usual by Scott Moore, who hey, apparently guys. won't be here next week, but that's all right. At S Man Eighty, he's uh, you're next week. You're off to Alaska. Mm-hmm. Are you going I'm to so jelly. visit Sarah Palin or Todd Palin? Which one first? Bristol. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. But I, you know, I feel like you should at least meet with Sarah first. You can let us know at the end of the show if you want to check your schedule. I have to check and look. Uh, anyway, I thought uh, this was a fun <clears throat> bad song to start with because. Jared Kushner, to the Russians, baby, don't forget my number. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. But I also should let you know that we have our own Twitter, the Trump Report. The uh, the uptick that we had of uh, followers has leveled off a little bit. So follow us at Trump Report mm-hmm. ABTV. Come on. If you're on Twitter right now, join us. And for those of you in the chat, uh, Steve, you'll put the chat up so we can read it. We'll see what everybody's saying. And people are wondering, why are you here so early? Because it's my wife's birthday. Happy birthday. I'm, she's at work. She's not really watching. But I feel like I should wish her a happy birthday for when she sees it later. Anyway, all that out of the way. Mm-hmm. Jared Kushner. That's, you know, there's a lot of things that we could have let off with. But this is kind of, um, what's the word? Uh, criminal? No, uh, interesting. <laughs> that uh, he wanted a direct line between Moscow and the Trump transition team. Uh, Chelsea, when you heard that, were you surprised? No. Not even at the, just the flagrant disregard for any you know trying to keep things a little just so blatantly like yeah we want to have we want to have like basically the bat phone like the old batman show commissioner gordon's office just starts blinking okay well in all fairness i'm not quite sure i am capable of surprise any longer Mm -hmm. it may be an emotion that has completely washed itself from me because i've just expressed it too many times that i just ran out Okay, well, we're going to isolate you saying that. Of my allotment in life of surprise. We're going to isolate you saying that, and there'll be a show probably three, four weeks from now where you'll be so surprised, (laughs) something that we have no idea what's coming now. You'll be like, you know what? I didn't think I could be surprised. Maybe my Mm -hmm. surprise is in hibernation. It's restoring itself. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, fun. I mean, it was like, this should be interesting. And now I'm. it's only going to be interesting to people. I think, to, well, in my mind, I've tried to put myself in the mind of Trump supporters, which is a very scary place. It's not <laughs> one that I recommend. Mm-hmm. But in this, in this vein of trying to understand what they're thinking, I'm thinking, how does this land for a Trump supporter? And for a Trump supporter, I think, maybe I'd like to hear it, maybe if Storage Yard residents are around, they would think, well, what, what Trump's son does is not what Trump does. And if Trump's son is this doing is his son something... son-in-law. Son-in-law is yeah. doing something... This isn't even Don Jr. Or yeah, Eric. so unless... Uh, the 
president directed him to do this and knew that it was illegal because I think that there are a lot of Trump um, supporters who are like, if Trump didn't know it was illegal, then you can't really fault him for it because this is his first time being president and his first time in politics. And therefore, we have to understand that there's going to be a learning curve. And this was during the transition time. So at that point, how could you have ever expected that he would know all the laws that would prohibit you from creating back channels with foreign countries? I mean, that's just expecting way too much. So from so, that explanation, sounds like you're in favor of it. <laughs> I, I mean... <laughs> Uh, close. Close to that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, clearly not a good idea, but I am just starting to think that as much as I think, oh my gosh, look at that. That is, that's got to bring him down. That's got to get everybody, everybody in the whole country to think, oh my God, this is just obscene. The, cross the line. Um, I mean, the line is a mile back. Um, but, and everybody will agree, like, this is just too far. And then I think to myself, well, actually, let me think of all the reasons why it's not too far. What are all the justifications going to be for people that support Trump and believe in him? And I think they're going to think, well, this is his son-in-law doing what his son-in-law thinks is best for the country. And they just didn't know it was illegal. And who knows if it actually happened. This could be fake news. And if the president didn't direct him, then, you know, it's not really the president's fault. And if the president did direct him, well, you know, we can't expect the president to know all the laws before he's even taken the oath of right. office. And as you said, this is President Trump's son-in-law, or as he thinks of him, some loser who married my smoking hot daughter. So that is Jared Kushner. Uh, Scott, when you heard this, shock, surprise, or yawn. Yeah, again, <laughs> sort of like Chelsea was saying, it, it nothing really surprises me anymore. Um, and... You're saying exactly sort of what Kellyanne Conway tried to pitch back to oh the press. Oh, my gosh, and I didn't even hear it. Which was basically the same thing as, like, that, you know, back-channel stuff is completely legal, and we've done it in the past. Yes, we have, but in different capacities, and we did with the Soviets to help, you know, cool off some of the tension uh, with, you know, the Cold War era, uh, but not during a transition period. And this was a, a totally separate thing that happened, but sort of what you're saying, it's it's they're naive they don't know all the rules and if they were setting this up it might have been done without the the president's direct approval wow no, i have but, really gotten this into yes, trump supporter exactly mind gotten in their head to a dangerous level <laughs> but, of competence here and also what you're saying too it's like you know nothing else seems to have brought trump down at all what is that thing that's going to finally get people to realize enough is enough you know it's like it didn't matter that he had all these uh, conflicts of interest yeah. with all of his businesses i'm really and, frightened that and, Kellyanne and, conway and, and i think alike now <laughs> and his bankruptcies it didn't matter you know what he called women it didn't matter what he did throughout the campaign nothing seems to nothing seems to matter so this is just one other thing that that people are going to either say or like trump supporters gonna be like okay this is the the left media trying to push back because they can't accept Hillary Clinton's loss, and that's like a lot of people are also saying. Is that I've they heard can't of, let it go. I've heard that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and this is all, you know, this is her, you know, left wing uh, press that's now trying to bring him down any way they can. Um, but either way, it does not look good that someone in that direct orbit of Trump, his son-in-law, who basically runs everything right now, is so closely and directly tied to this investigation. It does not help. Trump at all, of course, because, you know, before it was people a little bit further out from his orbit, but he's right there. He's right in the middle of everything. So, you know, if Jared is brought down, that really uh, is, is one right. half step away from Donald Trump himself. 
Well, to Chelsea's point, it, it answers the question, if Kellyanne Conway is alone in the woods and she tries to spin a story, does it make a sound? <laughs> no, it does not, apparently, because she didn't right. hear it. And then the other point is, you know, like you said, if there were some proof that Trump said, you know what we need? We need, a, we need to have a number where Russia can get in touch with us. But I don't know that that would actually be illegal. I don't know that would be huge. That would be able to make this a bigger story. But the way things have gone, he could have been on that Access Hollywood bus with Billy Bush, said, hang on, Billy, I have to take a call. Oh, it's my son. Yeah, you know what, if we're ever president, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, set up. You know, that could have been on that tape, and it still wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> and shot a few people on Fifth Avenue <laughs> as the bus was driving down. Uh, and and still been elected apparently at right. this point. Uh, in the chat, our friend Jason Blair, who uh, is very happy about the early hour, he has triplets, so he's actually able to focus at this time of day. He said uh, that the the there has been a lot of crying wolf. So at this point, you hear this story, and then there's a lot of zzz, the yawn the same, that I alluded to. At the to. same point, while I say I can't be surprised by anything anymore, this still should all of us should take a second and think this if true, is wrong and not get so normalized mm -hmm. that this is just right. whatever. I mean, and that's okay and make the excuse that they're naive well, so it's okay that they can do Whether you they think want. it's going to bring anybody down or be this huge, you know, you know, uh, deep throat moment like with Watergate, if you think it's not going to have anything, it's still something that you think like, oh, I don't think that's good. But that's up to that's up to the individual to decide, and uh, there's a lot of chatting about it there. Right. Jared's dad was in jail for money laundering. No, says Bruce I, Lee. Well, that was his I, dad. His father was. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's it, interesting. Is he still but there? I think he's out now. I feel like that would be a counselor. I believe feel like that would be yeah. an admissible in court. I don't know what relevance that has to him wanting to be. It doesn't. Nice. It doesn't. Yeah. But it just you know shows sort of what kind of things they're involved with. It, it, going back to the China, you know, with the visas and. The special visas, if if you know Chinese uh, were going to donate over half a million dollars or whatever it was to his, you know, to the firm. again all these conflicts of interest um, that his family was involved with. You know, if you kick in enough money, you can get the special visa to come over to the states. So right. it's just a lot of other shadier things. So it just adds to the layers of like, okay, he's probably involved in a lot of not so. So Jason's also kosher things, you know, that it's probably not nefarious. It was like, oh, I didn't know. So I hope that there is a bipartisan presidential competence act that's being uh, at least drafted right now so that we can vote on what is the minimum level of competence that we're going to require from presidents here on out. You know what they should do? I mean, here to be a host at AfterBuzz, you have to go to a few seminars and take right. some classes. There should be, you know, you get together with some former presidents. Presidenting you know, 101. And look, maybe the presidents are too busy, so You've what you can do... you got to release your mental health yeah. records. And sure. your tax records. And your tax records. Well, yes. Your uh, professional, you know, ties to other countries and... Uh, yeah, and you have to pass a, a basic civics and I think, yeah, basic law. I think that that's, that's probably valid. I, what you could do, though, for the courses I'm talking about, you could take the Hall of Presidents at Disney World and just program them like, this is how you act presidential. <laughs> because I think former presidents, you know, they, they get to take it easy. They're, they're kind of hey, busy. Look, you know, so let's have some animatronic it, former presidents tell the, you how to the do the job. The hypocrisy just is so painfully loud to me of this is a law and order administration unless you don't know what the law is, but none of the rest of us get to claim ignorance and get away with it. So it's just uh, obnoxious 
that they are so cracking down on everybody being law-abiding except them. And I don't know if they know this, but that doesn't work. When you tell the kids to follow the rules and you yourself don't, it doesn't instill a lot of confidence and uh, in your kids, in you, and also in their desire to want to follow the rules. So he's actually an example in bending the rules, working around the rules, ignoring the rules, keeping yourself ignorant of the rules, and seeing all the good can, that can come of it. Well, a lot of good has come for it from uh, President Trump. But uh, as he comes back from the big world tour, which we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, we've been talking in the past few weeks about who's the next one out of the administration. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think anybody had uh, Michael Dubka in the uh, in the hat, so uh, we'll still have to check the leaderboard at the end of the show, <laughs> see who's uh, in the running. Uh, so he d- resigns as White House Communications Director. But you have to feel like, all right, that's that's not going to make Trump happy if he wants a house cleaning. Does he even know who this guy is? I, I don't know if I did. Well, so I understand he was he the one that did the whole uh, when the reporter was asking about you know Trump's falling in the polls and and he was like says who says who says mm-hmm. who was that this guy? No, I think I that, can't remember that was because uh, I, in preparation for the show we we were going to talk about yeah. Dubkey and also Michael Cohen and so yes, now I may be crossing my wires on who, who each of them what? are. Uh, Dubkey, Dubkey. Uh, yeah, he was only there for like two and a half months. He only started in the beginning of March, so he wasn't even there that long. Yeah, and then and he hadn't been a part of the transition team or the campaign, so he had, as I understand it, a hard time sort of finding friends in the administration. Clearly, because yeah, he's not there in. anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's everybody yeah. else seems to find friends within there. But the bigger question is, there has to be somebody who's who's next, right? I mean, this guy, you know. Well, before he came along, Sean Spicer did this job. Sean Spicer is doing plus this guy's mm-hmm. job. So I wonder for the time being if Sean Spicer is going to go back. To having both gigs, and then Sean Spicer will crack under the pressure of that. I don't know, or maybe just next. transition him into that job and, and let somebody, somebody else be, be press the face secretary. Of, Huckabee, yeah, um, yeah. Okay. yeah. I, who knows? But they, you know, they have been alluding to that is that he's going to come back and, and clean house, including you know Sean Spicer and even you know chief of staff with uh, Priebus. So I mean, who wants that job? I mean, I, mean, I think he got he got a lot of flack for not coming out in defense of Trump with the Comey firing and not being sort of on message. I'm not even sure they had a message, a coherent message about what they wanted to tell the public about how it happened and why. So, I mean, that that just, I, I don't know. I don't know of anybody in their reasonable mind that would want to sign up for well, that Well, and you got to think of people like Spicer and Priebus. They, they've had the job now. It's a line on their resume, probably two lines. So, you know, they're ready to move on, I, I would bet. I mean, Sean Spicer, you know, he, just, he, he couldn't possibly be having fun. You know, and I know it's not supposed to be a fun job. But it also shouldn't be well, it should be crushing right to so, yeah, you should Maybe, believe hopefully. in what you're doing, and you sort of get the feeling that uh that's not where he's at, you know, Oof. do you think he wants Melissa McCarthy on t v making fun of him? no apparently I he did he is not apparently like that he's at not all. a fan, <laughs> yeah, exactly, but who would be I mean, come on, well, I don't know if it was funny enough i i know right. I would probably, you? I would you be pretty that? upset, yeah, oh. Oh. so but she's she's very funny she's on that. so good, yeah, uh <laughs> anyway, and so then of course, this does bring up Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohen. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not helping out Congress. They can investigate whatever they want. And the point is, he doesn't have to. You know, well, I at mean, this at this point, yes. at this point, if yeah. if they need him to talk, they, they they we have ways of making you talk, Mr. Cohen. Called yeah. a subpoena. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. So this is a request, so you can sign up or not. But he's declined to sign up for what are all it? He's called it a fishing expedition. Mm-hmm. He's called it. 
I don't know, just a whole bunch of the same thing that you hear over and over. There's nothing going on. This is but all that, made up. And, and, no, and that's the thing that's so uh, frustrating is that if there really wasn't anything going on, then why not say, here you go. That's what let, Trump would be tweeting know, but, if this was Obama. Exactly, and, and that's and that's the biggest problem I have with this scandal. I'll put it there because that's what he thinks it is with fake news and everything. Is why are they not more forthcoming then and be very transparent? And be like, you know what, guys, I'm going to prove you wrong right now. We're going to release everything that you want. We're going to be transparent to show that it's fake and that there's nothing there. And the yeah. fact that they push back and push back makes it worse. Just like the tax, well, I, you know, not releasing your taxes if, makes it worse if I'm too. I'm Michael Cohen. I don't want to be out in front either because when you no, right. read about who this guy is and what he's no, done, he's like a mini Trump. Like he had a boat exactly. casino he has a lot that of went shady under deals. and mm-hmm. really screwed over a lot of mm-hmm. the little guys that you know tried to have jobs and contracts and stuff with. And he's. But that's the point. Like Like they are, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And the fact that they're being so reluctant, I know he's got a lot of dirty laundry there too. But a lot of Ukrainian ties. Yeah, just leads you to believe that there are a lot of issues, and a lot of this stuff is true. Otherwise, you'd be more forthcoming and be like, "I want to get this move past this," because again, they feel like it's going to go away, and it's not. Just like the tax stuff is never going to go away. That's always going to be back there and haunting Trump in the back because it's never going away. And those type of things, the fact that you're hiding and pushing back means makes it seem like you're guilty. Right. Just, I mean, that's all the, there is the to it. The way that the the tax return thing would go away is to release them. But right. even if they come out and there's nothing in there of note, it's still like, yeah, but then why? Right. What else is there? You know, so it, it's there's no win at that point. And yeah, I think, you know what? Here's everything you're asking for. Here's some extra things that you might ask right. for one Later. day. And here's some stuff you're definitely not interested in. Yeah. I mean, know? a lawyer knows better, and that's what, what Jason is saying, is that a lawyer is not going to sign themselves up to, no, to talk because when you're innocent, the, what do you have right. to hide? Exactly. We all, lawyers know that that's not a good approach. And so of he's, course. of course, not going to sign up for this. But I do think it was interesting that they offered for him to sign up on on his own accord to request it, and then when he doesn't, they're going to subpoena probably business mm-hmm. records because we've learned from from Flynn and company that if you just ask them to <coughs> personally uh, testify, that they can just assert their Fifth Amendment right mm-hmm. against self-incrimination. But you can't do that related to your business because exactly. a business does not have that right. Mm-hmm. Well, as we say about so many things, I guess we're going to have to keep our eyes on that and see mm-hmm. where it goes. Sometimes we'll take uh, requests from the, the chat, and Jason pointed out, Jason Blair, who is very active today, yes, which we like to see. He pointed out that there was a story, I guess this was on the Drudge Report, it was linked to a, a news article, that there's a PAC gearing up for a Hillary Clinton 2020 presidential run, and he said, please, yes, let this happen. Um, I, I understand his sentiment, because I think that that would be a fairly surefire way to kind of get the same result that we got four years ago right. is for her a, an an older a little bit more beaten down hillary this, to run again against president this Trump. is a different pack from the one that she is starting to help support other groups that right. are right i think that, yeah. i think this is in reference specifically to one right. for her to run for president i had like, not heard so of that, that. I, it's I, more of a general question of, i've heard of that but I, it sounds not. like a terrible idea at this point. no it's sort of like any of the previous uh and also i'm going to bring back his point about the tax returns because actually people do care about it more than 60 something percent of voters still want him to release his tax returns right so and, that includes a lot of trump and if voters. they came out probably a lot less people would care and about them, the but fact they care is, because 
they do, and other states are actually looking into making it a requirement to appear on the ballot in those states that you must release your tax returns. So it is something that's not going to go away. But to go back to the Hillary Clinton thing, uh, it goes back to previous, and, and we just don't have as much in the modern era, but you had candidates like Adlai Stevenson that ran twice against Eisenhower. You had William Jennings Bryan that ran three times uh, for president and each time lost. Um, so it would be unprecedented to have someone come back after they lost in modern times and try to run again. It's never really worked very well. Uh, no, I mean, except for Richard Nixon. I was going to say, Richard, and Richard Nixon, Nixon had, only one. And Richard Nixon had Roger Ailes explain but, that TV worked. But have you, have you, that's the only uh, one where that came back and worked. I'm so sorry, but you saying Roger Ailes, different name, but have you seen the Netflix documentary called I, Get Me I, Roger I need to Stone? I watch that still. Oh, no. Just, did, wait, did you tell us? Or yes. Did, I did. Uh, yes. Or did Brooke tell us? Are we? Are you confusing know. our no, female co-hosts? No, we were talking about it. I think Brooke told us to watch it. Brooke told us, but I think we were talking about it, too. Anyway, I've heard yes. of it from, from one of you, it. and I still haven't seen okay. it. Brooke did mention it, and I do need to watch it, but I know we've talked about it, too. Well, maybe on your flight to Alaska, mm-hmm. you can watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good call. Or you can sit down and watch it with Sarah and Todd right. Palin. Yes. Yeah, so I don't know. I think the point, when it comes down to Jason's question, Hillary Clinton running again, what else you got? You know, we've seen no, that, no. you know, and, and and I don't know. I don't even think tr- Trump's running again, so. Well, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, so. If, if the opposition is Hillary, and even if he was thinking, yeah. like, oh, I don't know if I can win. Oh, Hillary, well, clearly I can beat her because I have. So, uh, yeah, I think that's the answer to Jason's question. That, yeah, um, that thinks it would be. There, yeah. there should be, there should be no. somebody else. I think I'm going to start the, a pack for Oprah. To. Do you think that would <laughs> encourage her to run? If you just would, hey, it's all set up for you, Oprah. Now you just have to walk right in and. Yeah. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna joke about that because I don't want to put more you... pressure on that woman. Um, she's got enough. I wonder, that she's how, dealing I, with I wonder how much money Stedman would put in that to get her out of the house. Anyway, uh, now, no, I know. Or, Stedman's a Stedman's like, a national treasure. I'm just kidding. Or Gail. Or, How much would she put up her salary? That's there? your question. That was Scott Moore at S Man Eighty. If you have any criticisms, <laughs> you tweet at him. Uh, anyway, so uh, back. I wouldn't to- mess with Scott. Scott's got some really oh. good. Yeah, you know what? We still haven't done that that segment. Where is it? Mitch McConnell. Yes, yeah. So you're not going to be here next week, but I'm going to make a note that we'll have you read some selected tweets. Do you do it every morning? You antagonize Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell and then Trump now too. Yeah, see that's pretty much Mitch McConnell. And that's why everyone watching should be following at Man 80. I don't do anything anywhere near as interesting. Read them. Yeah, Well, my son doesn't read well, but Brooke's daughter could. He's two and he still doesn't read well. What is this? He knows the letter E when he sees it. So, you know, it's a start. Uh, anyway, so President Trump had the big overseas trip. He was in the middle of it when we did the show last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I I thought that we could, you know, use the picture of, of him with the Pope. But I think everybody saw it at this oh, point. It was so funny. It was, just, it was just like one of those ones where it's like, all right, now you're going to take a picture with your aunt and uncle whom you've never met. You know, when you're like a little kid and you're there's, we I've there's a family photo that see, this is what I should have pulled now that I think about it. It's. My my mom, my brother and sister and I in front of church on Easter and all of us, including my mom, no one is even remotely happy in this photo. And it's like, oh, that's like the Pope picture. And then there was another picture that the Pope took. I don't think it was yesterday or today where he met with Justin Trudeau and somebody else coined this phrase. I can't take credit for it. Is that Trudeau also got the quote unquote resting Pope face. <laughs> that's just pope who he face. is. But there's just <laughs> something so unphotogenic about, you know, you meet with this guy and he's seems like and this is the friendly pope and yet he he you know this is this is like the pope that's for the kids and you know it just um 
I know I was more scared of him after that photo. <laughs> like Trump was not I the mean, scariest I, person in that I, photo. I have respect for the Pope. Sure, not be yeah. you know just a, a he doesn't like pictures perhaps or doesn't doesn't want to seem like he's enamored with these world leaders. These world leaders should be enamored with him. I think exactly. He, and rather than the other way around, you know, he. Uh, he, well, it was funny because they did try to show the ones where he was smiling with Obama and some of the previous ones, and but then when the Trudeau one came out, because I would have been like, okay, if he was smiling with Trudeau, then that's clearly. I mean, Trudeau's so handsome, you should anywhere just smile near, being in the same room. Anywhere as near Trump because he did look so sour, and, and all the stuff to come out from that was so hilarious, though. Yeah, all, no, no, that you we, people got a lot of mileage. They did a curb your enthusiasm one there that just made me laugh every single maybe time. Maybe you see that one. Yes, I that, but I did so see was funny. the Adams family the one. Family the, and the, maybe the Pope just he's just like. I don't know. I, I, I'm okay with people that have one divorce. I don't want to talk to somebody yeah. that's two. But then it was, it was the same way with Justin Trudeau. So it sort of I know, it poked was, a yeah. hole in my whole theory. It did. Me too. Because the ones with Obama, he was like smiling. But and... uh, I'm going to assume everybody has seen those photos. So yeah. make sure that you have if for some reason you haven't. We'll tweet them from at Trump Report ABTV. How about that? Try to get people to follow. We'll see if it works. Uh, President Trump also very worried about the trade deficit with Germany. Um, you can be worried about that, but not enough where you say it out loud. I mean, I don't know. Shouldn't there be a lot of much bigger concerns? And I'm talking about just in terms of trade deficits. Is Germany really the problem? Mm-hmm. Not, I don't know, China, Mexico. He talks about NAFTA all the time. So he just doesn't like any kind of trade free or otherwise. Is that what it comes down to? What do you think, Scott? Well, you know, again, it goes back to the fact that that he's kinder to the Russians, which, again, raises those red, red flags than your own you know, NATO EU supporters like Germany and and France and other places where it, it, it's very it's it's very upsetting to see that kind of behavior because it does raise the rest of and they've been saying that uh, the leader of the free world is really now Merkel and not Trump and it's sad and because the rest of the world is now laughing at us uh, just the fact of the type of leadership we have right yeah, now yeah but I mean they've laughed sad. at us before no in, well in they re- have in this but, century you know so yes, I mean but, it, but even more so now and then to be able to kind of pick fights with with Germany is not helpful at all. Well, historically, that doesn't usually go well. I mean, sure, yeah. you know, they, they didn't they didn't win either of the world wars, but it goes on for a long time. And a lot of people die, so I don't know. Just leave Germany alone. Let them do their thing and have their terrible music. But uh, they have, I, I don't, they have a very you know they have a very uh, very strong economy, and they basically are have the biggest economy in Europe. So it's it's not the one that you want to really play around with. And, yeah. And, you know, ruin that that relationship, and it's sad. It really is that that he would think to make comments like that that really don't serve any purpose. You know, when you reference red flags, I thought of two things. I thought of the old Soviet flag that's a, <laughs> you know, mostly a red flag with the hammer and sickle, and then I thought of the Chinese flag, and it's like, wait a minute, you're onto something with red flags. <laughs> so uh, we'll put Alex Jones on that. He's always very interested <laughs> in, right. in false flags and yes. red flags and and all sorts of things. Uh, so. Another thing that happened during the trip was a very awkward handshake with uh, Macron. Shall, I, I, shall we show what it looks like? <clears throat> yes, let's. Let's use the wide, yes. Steve. Thanks. <laughs> Almost right. I was like, somebody was going to try like, pulling the other one. And for our uh, iTunes listeners, it was uh, very forceful. Just imagine an arm wrestling match with Chelsea that I lost. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what it looked like. But, I mean, Ma- Macron, <clears throat> he said that there was indeed a deeper significance to the prolonged handshake that he shared with Donald Trump in Brussels. Um, they just were both saying to the other, like... You're not better than me. I mean, what? What? Do you, how did you read that? I mean, as, as fun as it was for us to recreate it, I, th- I think the one who 
pulls away perhaps is perceived as the weaker one yeah. and so that neither one of them wanted to end the shake the stare down it's like mm -hmm. i'm in this and i can you know stare at you long enough that you're going to be the one that blinks and pulls away because you're awkward timid and afraid I, 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 I don't know but maybe i'm i'm the wrong one maybe there was some male dynamics going on that i don't understand I mean, I don't know, Scott. Mm -hmm. I think to some extent is that, but it's also, you know, like, uh, you know, we're the United States, you're France. Uh, you know, uh, I, I'm going to have the better handshake. I mean, I think that it, it it actually did have a lot less to do with the country. I think it was more about the two men involved in the handshake, wouldn't you say, Scott? Yeah, no, I think it was about <clears throat> the two men involved, and I think we also saw that, too, when when he went and avoided Trump and swerved over when they first met and went to Merkel first and went down the line, and Trump yeah. was, like, seventh. And I think that sort of started it. And, and I also think it's it's Macron's way of saying I'm not also going to put up with your crap, essentially. You know, I think it's 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 another sign that uh, people aren't buying what Trump is trying to sell in in its most basic form. And so I think it was the same thing. They're both trying to show that they have the upper hand and hand. Uh, yeah. But. Uh, and Trump's known for his awkward handshakes too. I mean, there was that whole thing on John Oliver, the whole segment about him with the the handshake and the pool and the awkward. Uh, it, it's very awkward the way he he shakes hands. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely been involved in awkward handshakes. You know, that go on way too long, or the really forceful, mm -hmm. like I'm going to break your hand, and you're <laughs> like, oh, okay, I can't ease up. I, I, I'm I'm involved in some test that I didn't realize. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is apparently some kind of match that I was not prepared for, but. You know, I'll just keep shaking. Uh, You're like, yeah, yeah, it just makes for it just you know, as with so Can many things, it just back? makes for such weird optics, you know, and like also uh, Trump pushing his way to the front so that he could be standing in the front row. That, that was, yeah. I, I actually was embarrassed. I was too. That was just like, but really? that can't be the only. I mean, you you I mean, probably I was embarrassed are on the whole trip on, but by that, him, but that stood but out. That, yeah, I mean, when yes, I mean, you pushed somebody yeah. aside. It, it, it's like. That is cringeworthy. Yeah, it was gross. But see, we you know what? If I was th see again, I think of all these ideas during the shows. Like we could have recreated that at the, mm -hmm. the top of the show. Oh well, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, more uh, international relations. Uh, the White House is about to, uh, or at least they're planning to, reverse President Obama's policies on Cuba. Mm -hmm. um, we better go to Cuba. I know. As I have three shows, and I have three shows that are supposed to go down there this season. So it'll be interesting to see how. Interesting that's to work. see if there's uh, any, any more. paperwork. Yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely understand the the long held belief that uh, Cuba is, is not our friend, is not anybody's friend. When you have people like Marco Rubio that, that sort of chime in and go like, yeah, I don't, I don't think we should have good relations with the Castro brothers. Uh, mm. I, I understand while Fidel Castro was ruling and, you know, you, his brother Raul is, you know, it's it's not like, oh, he, he's not, he's the nice one. You know, he's He's, he's he's not Fidel Light. Yeah. He's he's the, he's the Jeb Bush basically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I'm just kidding. Don't yeah, really take that seriously. He's not. I'm not saying Jeb um, Bush is Raul Castro. He's only no. had a couple people killed. Again, just a joke. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I mean, I think the idea for the the Cuban people that actually are I was going to say that live there that are trapped there uh, that I think that it was probably something that could have helped their country. You know, in, in terms of sort of opening it up, and you know. Some tourism dollars. Not that they don't but, get it from based, countries like Canada already. Based right. on the tourists that show up on my Facebook feed, mm -hmm. people seem to... Oh, you just go to Mexico and you don't get mm -hmm. your passport stamped. Right. Or I guess you can do it from Canada too, but no, it's easier it's for easier Mexico. It's easier for Mexico. No, yeah, but yeah. What, I was, what, what I was getting at is it doesn't seem that people are trapped based on what 
the friends on my mm -hmm. Facebook are, are showing about their trips to Cuba. It's I guess it depends saying. on where you go. I mean, still every year you hear about a number of athletes defecting and, you know, I mean, people, uh, you know, maybe it's just that they want to make more money pitching for Major League Baseball than for the there Cuban you go. League. Uh, but yeah, at the same time, money. the fact that they but, can make money at all. But the, I mean, well, one thing that I read is that he was thinking about reversing the wet foot, dry foot policy that was that Obama got rid of right before he left office, which I I could understand, but it's just kind of opposite of what Trump's saying, like no more immigrants and everything. And if you reinstate the wet foot, dry foot policy, basically, if they land on on dry land, they get to stay in the country. So, and if they are caught in the open waters, they're sent back to Cuba. And that was gotten, uh, Obama did that one of the last few things he did before he left office was remove that policy. So essentially, even if Cubans were to step foot on, on dry land, they were sent back to Cuba. So it seems odd that he'd be changing that, but again, it's to appease the hardliners in South Florida that still feel like, well, we need to do something against this dictatorship. But the problem is it has not worked. We've had this embargo since the early 1960s. It has not worked clearly. So why do we feel like continuing this on is going to somehow make a difference? It's like, again, being with the whole thing about you saying if you're crazy because you keep doing the same thing and thinking there's going to be different results, this is crazy. We know this policy doesn't work, but having open engagement is going to help open up the world to uh, more everyday citizens in Cuba and would help potentially open them up to more freedoms, not by blocking them, because by blocking them out, you make it easier for the dictatorship to be able to say, oh, we're not getting money, we're not doing this because the U.S. is bad. And, you know, they're going to button down and, and, and have the dissidents and everything else. It doesn't help in opening up anything. So by them trying to go back to – and, again, that's a Republican standard going back. But the problem is a lot of those hardliners in South Florida, a lot of those Cubans that were came over – in the 60s and 70s are dying off now and it's the same sort of thing that's happening with a lot of other people is now their children and people that are now growing up in south florida are now more open to having more freedoms for them to communicate and travel back and forth to their homeland and and to their relatives they're still left behind in cuba and they're also becoming more liberal voters as well and they're not so entrenched with the gop so again we're staying with old things that don't work this is more of a devil's advocate question, but is it more that they're more open to it, these younger generations? They just don't know any better. They don't yeah, know how brutal it was. And it's it's worth making sure that people understand why we have this relationship right. no, with the, it, Cuba. It, we understand and we know that, that you know, there are things are going on. But it's, it's it's still, again, it's it's hard to say that when you're going to have an open trade with Cuba, I mean with China, excuse me, who's got a communist government. We have... Normalized relationships with Vietnam. We just who sold has, Saudi Arabia, right? Who and Vietnam, exactly. Crap ton of weapons, and they uh, they kind of hate us most. Uh, but remember nine eleven? Most of the hijackers. Well, and, and also have, also, have, also the women in the press Duterte? corps weren't able right, to cover but, a lot of events when they were just there. But back. But to I'm just point, saying to communist countries, we were saying there's human rights issues, and you could do that with China, and it's okay since the seventies. You can normalize relationships with Vietnam since ninety five, and that's okay. But somehow, if we keep restricting stuff in Cuba now, after 55 years, it's going to somehow change and they're going to their their power is going to fall. And that has not happened. So why do we do we feel? And it's only because of those hardliners that are in South Florida that they know that are voting for the GOP. And it's all comes back to politics again. And there's nothing to do with really helping out the people that live there. It's not helping out anything else. Yes, I understand the idea of like, oh, if we give them tourism money then it's just enriching um, the government, which, yes, to some degree it is, but it's also having people communicate with everyday people on the ground there and seeing our way of life and how it works compared to theirs. But by closing that off, 
those everyday citizens are not seeing that because everyday citizens are, are actually going to be able to get more money from tourism tourists Look, as there well. would still be a lot of problems there but you know of I course guess ideally but... cuba would probably be a lot more like puerto rico you know and it's not a or racial well, statement, but no, because I'm just you just any think other about the the layout, country, and the geography, the sort of the makeup of the uh, yeah, any other any other country uh, you know in the Caribbean that just has that open travel, and and it just seems ridiculous to to move again. You're moving backwards instead of forwards, and um, Raúl Castro has already said he's going to step down in 2018, so there will be a new president. That will be the first time that it will not be one of the Castro brothers since you know they took over. They in, don't in have 59. any more brothers or their cousins or <laughs> anything. Like we should you know, check to make sure that it's like, oh, it won't be a Castro brother. No, they have think. they have a lot of uh, family, but you know they're all older maybe now. Take, uh, he's maybe 88. We can have, like Joaquin Castro, and then we can have like <laughs> really Americanize him down there. Exactly. I, I, I would welcome Joaquin. <laughs> Uh, you know, you, he, he is, he's a he's, he's a the representative Texas? from Texas. Yes, yes. yes. But, yes. but to be fair, they have not actually said exactly what they're going to do and what reversals this will happen. They said that they were going to announce that in June when uh, Trump visits Miami. But one of the things that they're thinking about is the the wet foot, dry foot policy that that Trump or that Obama overturned the last few well, days well, he was in office. Why does President Trump have to schedule a planned visit to Miami? Isn't he in Florida every weekend anyway? <laughs> right. I mean, what's the difference? <laughs> anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, as uh, you know, we st- we still have time left in the show, but uh, we'll sort of start to wind down with uh, not a particularly fun topic. Uh, we'll start with how the mayor of Portland wants a mm. Trump free speech rally canceled uh, after the attack which I'm sure a lot of people have heard about. Uh, you know, there were two people that were killed on a train and other injured, trying to stop, basically stop someone from verbally attacking two Muslim women. And because we always talk about all of the terror attacks, we always talk about the suspects or the just flat-out guilty person. Uh, so this person's name is Jeremy Joseph Christian, which I don't like because they always refer to him just as Christian in the uh-huh. article. I'm like, mm-hmm. he's, look what he's doing to me. Uh, but uh, he has a history of making extremist statements on social media. You know what I also heard, though? What's that? A lot of people are saying that he was a, a Trump supporter. Or he is a product of Trump, I, and I don't. I have not verified this myself, mm-hmm. but that he was actually a Jill Stein uh, voter. Wow. And, mm. and and even I, I think I don't know for a time at least, or po- posted positive things about Bernie. So this was one of the situations where I could see that yeah, there there had been some slant in the way people presented this. That this was a, a, a product of Trump, but actually this guy was not a Trump. I I, I think that but this I guy felt this sure. way, had yeah. these beliefs regarding right, regardless of, of who he voted for. Even if Trump had never run for or, president, exactly. This, this unfortunately, this incident probably but, still would have happened regardless of any of probably, that. Probably, do you think would have happened because of the Manchester attack? Uh, no, no, no. I, I think in general, I think in general this out. this guy, if he got if somebody got in his face, I, I think that he, this is how he would respond, regardless of how yes. any of this happened. And, I think this is someone that's hardwired to. be like yeah, this. and I think it's it's politicized in any ways. It's just uh, um, it doesn't need need to be politicized on who he voted for, or whatever. Whatever he did was wrong. I've just heard the fact that you know everyone's so quick to say, oh, this is a Islamic terrorist or Muslim doing this or that, and then they they're not so much about guy. yeah. Right, but that's what I'm saying, and they're not and they're not we focusing this, on homegrown we call, terrorism. Yeah, I know, and I know. They don't Let, wanna... Just as much as I'm sorry to interrupt you, yeah, yeah. but as much as Trump wanted Obama to say. Islamic right. radical mother. I want Trump to say out loud. Yes, homegrown terrorist. And it's the same thing. That's what I'm saying. It's like they're so quick to judge and the other way around. But then when it's a white person that's doing the attack, they don't want to say anything. And the other thing that I was disappointed with is that the official Trump uh, Twitter handle 
talked about right. The this is the this is but, the POTUS, yes, not, not, not real at, Donald not Trump. Donald Trump's actual one. Did he ever mention a word about that? And it goes back to saying like he obviously doesn't care because yeah. that was not him that actually wrote from the POTUS handle. Um, so that was disappointing that he himself. You think it was Dubkey on his has, way out. Yeah, exactly. He's just like ah, there's just one more and I'm one more I can do. Yeah. But he himself did not make any comment about that and that was disappointing to put it on the POTUS handle not on his where he has way more followers too than the POTUS handle people pay attention to that one no know, I, I mean yeah. and that because that's I mean I'm saying his, people pay attention to the at real Donald exactly. Trump and that's it, the one where you're gonna get maximum you're gonna impact. get his free form uh, middle of the night rants and everything and that's where he's got yeah. twice the numbers and well, he didn't say something there which would have been unfortunately so this takes the politics out of it you hear that story and then I think people what's the unfortunate takeaway don't get involved. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear that's, that. But, I mean, look what happened when they did get involved. This guy's just being an asshole to these two women. Right. And just three guys try to, and like, yeah, hey, man, that's awful. not cool. And then look what happens. And it's I awful. feel like people are going to take that away. You see something, say something. No, you see something, I'm just going to sit on the train and put my head down. And, unfortunately, I think that's what ultimately is going to happen. You know, you just you don't know. I mean... What it, you know that you don't know when the next uh, I just remember his last name's Christian the, the, the this guy you don't know when it's going to be another one of these guys you know just because somebody doesn't look like they could take out three guys that doesn't makes mean me they have carry a taser I don't is that legal counselor I don't I feel like it, a taser is that something you can actually carry around I, or does it depend on the state I don't know about <laughs> all right this. well you could have, have a concealed, concealed taser, taser exactly <laughs> yeah. but I, I don't know I mean Scott do you, do you feel like and I'm, I don't even want to bring the personal level into it as to whether or not you or I would get involved but do you feel like people are going to hear that and go like yeah just don't make trouble. Um, yeah, don't make trouble, and don't get into trouble. I, I think to some degree, but I also think on the other, when it's actually happening in the moment, people are going to go into that fight or flight mode immediately. So it's one thing to psychologically think about it and be like, "Oh, I don't want to be uh, getting any trouble or anything." Yeah. But I think at the actual moment, if someone's going after someone, your instincts are going to kick in, and you're going to try to protect that person and, and take down that. That right. I mean, this can, guy could have can. done something to these two women that he yeah. was verbally insulting. Right. And so I think that by not doing anything, something could happen to them. Yeah. yeah. So I think uh, in the moment, people are always going to have that that kind of survival instinct, and that good Samaritans are always going to be out there. And I do hope that because that is sad to think about that people are now going to be less likely to help out their their fellow human um, because of other crazy people. Because that just gives them more power now to feel like they can go out. Well, maybe and, and you don't do even things. need a taser. Maybe you just need to walk around with a shovel. Shovel. What was it? There was a movie where The Rock walked around with like a big piece of plywood, uh, standing tall or walking tall or something. Let's just standing Standing tall. tall. Thank you, Steve. Steve knows his his. Steve, did you see Baywatch over the weekend? You sound like oh no, I'm just teasing. (laughs) Uh, My friend Lauren Lagrasso is in the booth, and she actually wanted to know something we have not talked about: the uh, Kathy Griffin posing with a photograph of a decapitated President Trump. I don't know the context of it, but I know like. Well, that's just I that's just it, bad right? form. Yeah, you know, we get it. But you're you're like, oh, I'm a celebrity on the D list. I'm so outrageous, but we get it. People don't like him, and you know, I, I remember the the makers of Game of Thrones had to digitally alter so they had like a George Bush head like yeah. on a pike in yeah. an early episode. <laughs> I know. You know what so this makes me think of <laughs> our our friends from the guys in based, based in, in LA. LA, yeah, and that they are all for free speech mm-hmm. and. That is a it's a good question. Expression of free speech. Do they not think inciting, right. whether I, I they do, agree with the politics behind it or not? She's right. a comedian. She thought this was funny. Are they okay with right. her doing the it? The one guy in I'm sure I Jeffrey Jeffrey yes. is a comedian and well, part, they both are. But part Jeffrey, of why I think, yeah. he's so passionate about free speech is because he 
was trying to do these shows at clubs, they were telling him what he could and couldn't say. So I think the conservative voice uh, that sometimes appears on our show would say, leave her alone. That is her right. It, I, I mean, I can't think of any of the exceptions applying here. It doesn't incite violence. Um, I, I Sure. No, I understand I mean, what you're I, saying. I understand, too. And, and, and I obviously am a proponent for the idea of letting comedians yeah. fail. Let them say things that are that are in bad taste and, and people don't respond well to it. And then that's where you kind of learn. This is something that I, I she should have known how this would be responding. Look, people are talking but, about Kathy Griffin. But that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. she yeah. did it to be able to get herself look, out there. So yeah, whatever, we're talking whatever about you it. think about Ann Coulter, the one thing she's really good at is that she always knows how to time the things that people get outraged about. Yeah. You want when to know she said when, well, when when she said that uh, John Edwards has a bumper sticker that says "Ask me about my dead son," she had a book coming out very shortly thereafter. Right. Everybody talked about her just long enough to forget why they were talking about right. her. Right. I was going to say, our friend Drexel Hurd, he's got me signed up to go to Politicon. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to sign up for that, too, At actually. the end of July. Yeah. Do you know who's speaking there? Uh, is, is Ann Coulter uh, speaking there? Uh, yeah. I mm-hmm. That was brought to my attention, and I nearly... I mean, uh, what did I sign myself up for? I, I don't know, but the the thing that will probably get lost in that is that she can be very funny, but what she says that it that is supposed to be serious. Is I she think a comedian? You, no, but she has a sense of humor that people I think don't realize. You know, because you just you get such a, a violent reaction. Well, and also when you, you think know, of her. and you know she's trying to get the attention, and that's what Kathy Griffin's doing. I, I you know, I wasn't a big fan when people were doing that to Obama, and uh, so it would be. Look, I don't wrong I, of me to say, okay, well, it's okay with it's, Trump. I, I don't, I, I, but I get why she's doing it. Would I do it? No, but no, I, I and, and that's, I think it that's should be the right. point. If you you're know? gonna say free speech and it should be happen, I didn't like when they're doing the news hangings of Obama and, and other uh, things like that, uh, when he was president. So, um, but I do think, like you're saying, it's part of the free speech. And you know she's doing it for attention because now she's doing it. People are talking about the same thing with Ann and, Coulter. She'll stay now, outrageous things because people talk about it. Giving them exactly what right, they and want. that's what Ann Coulter but does too. It's the it, same thing, and it, and it's a great talking. point to find out what our friends at Based in LA think. And while we don't have them scheduled to come in in the next couple of weeks, I would like to have this be part of a future conversation. Although we're supposed to only talk to them about healthcare because that's what we said last time. Because if you remember, we we like talked about it for like three minutes and we ran out. I'm like all right, but. This is something that I'd like to know, and I'd like to know what everybody uh, watching and listening thinks. You can tweet us at Trump Report ABTV, and uh, I appreciate Lauren bringing that up to yeah, make sure no. that we knew. Uh, but that's the bottom line for me: is uh, you know I, I have a pretty high threshold for things that are me funny, yeah. and I, I, again, you don't need to know the context. She's she's holding a severed head, and then it's like. I know that she must think that that's funny or that she thinks someone in her it's little bubble will think edgy. Yeah, yeah. And, and she's going to be you know. edgy and be like, look, I can do what I want. And, and I would just rather never talk about it again. Mm-hmm. Okay, until <laughs> she does it again. If she does something like this again, then maybe we're going to have to talk about I, it. But. I, I mean, it's. It, I realize it's funny for me to be a host on a show where we talk about politics and then say, well, you know what, I'm not going to talk about it. But in a way, that's my speech about it. Right, it's just that by talking about it, you're giving her exactly what she wants. wants. And I can't wait to think what you think of Ann Coulter when she speaks at Politicon. 
Oh, I'll, I'll let you know. You can periscope from it, just your reaction. Is that still a thing? I've it's never. It's still per- there. I've never. Isn't uh, it scoped? But you can even? you can do that longer than like an Instagram video. So that's why I said periscope. I know it just makes me sound old from You're 2015. Like so I'm, so, I'm so 2015. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, and we're all 2015 here. That, that's how we we roll. But anyway, thanks oh, to everybody in the that. chat. <laughs> Simpler times. It was. Oh, anyway, uh, thanks to everybody who joined us at the earlier time now next week we'll be back at our regular time 7 pacific 10 eastern but uh scott will be on alaska time or whatever that is so you will not be with (laughs) us but uh our friend brooke will be with us and chelsea will be here so uh scott we won't miss you no No, of course we will it was just a joke (laughs) can you bring home a glacier for me Hmm. well yes i'll bring one home thank you (laughs) just put it in the over i want to go to alaska to see the glaciers before they're gone before they're gone forever it's pretty cool actually i took a cruise there and you you can see the little bits falling off of it and it makes a noise that you didn't think that it would so that's that's the sound of glaciers dying anyway (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but uh, make sure that you follow us at Trump Report ABTV and Scott Moore at S-Man 80 Chelsea Galicia at Chelsea Galicia I'm Christian Black at Christian DMZ and we will see you next Tuesday night at 7 bye everybody Bye. bye From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.